Hey guys, this is Castlin, and Always Acting Up podcast. This is the podcast where I will be sharing all of my stories as an actress in the entertainment industry. You're going to learn some tips and tricks along the way. I have fabulous industry conversations and so many more things. And this episode, we're going to talk all about modeling, how to get into it. Can you be a model if you're a petite model? All of your different options. And I have a fantastic guest joining me today. But before we get into that, I want to give a quick shout out to all of you guys who've been following on my podcast. This journey has been bananas. Um, following on my Instagram page, my brand new Instagram page, Always Acting Up Podcast. And I also have a new website, Always Acting Up Podcast. You can do Always Acting Up blog, castleandrose.com. It's all going to take you to one place. Um, and so if you like this podcast, go ahead and make sure to subscribe now so that you don't miss the next episode. And because I think you're awesome, here's a round of applause for you. Ooh. And so I'm very excited to introduce my first guest for today. It's actually just one guest for the day. But I have a model with us here. She is multi-published and has appeared on the cover of Keel magazine. She is named one of the top 30 influencers of Las Vegas in the Las Vegas Entrepreneur Entrepreneur. Let me start over. Las Vegas Entrepreneur Magazine <laughs> appeared in a Win BET commercial with Ben Anflecht and Shaq. If you live in Las Vegas and you haven't seen Shaq yet, I don't know where you are because he's like all over town here. She's also been able to gain a following on Instagram, which I definitely want to talk all about that. And she has also walked for 10 different designers from multiple different fashion shows, a model, actress. We're going to call her the first petite supermodel, Priscilla Moy. Thank you for joining us today. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So I am excited. You guys know I do photography as well. So I was trying to meet with some people and there was a photographer doing um, a little workshop I thought I would go attend and Priscilla was one of the models there and I've been following her work and I'm just fascinated because she's modeling all over town she's got like the coolest poses of a model like I've ever seen so we're gonna have to talk all about this thank you yeah it's really cool I'm like how is she doing all this stuff like <laughs> we gotta get the deets tell us all about it so how's it going it's good. You know, it's still summer here in Vegas and I love summer. So I, it makes me happy. Honestly, the sun, I think it boosts everyone's mood. So yeah. You know what? I agree. But I'm also like, where are we? We're September. We're, all, we're at the end of September right now. Um, I know we're going to be releasing like November, but this is like the part of the year where I'm like, I'm so sick of this. Like, give me a break. <laughs> like I'm so over sweating and being hot. Like I want to yeah. put on a sweater. Um, pumpkin spice latte oh my god all the fall vibes you know <laughs> spooky season <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah it's like an oven outside and working in the oven is is not fun but you know I just think of okay well it could be snow right now so let's all yeah I'm from Chicago so to me I'm like oh, I'm never gonna complain because mm. you know so yeah yeah it literally feels like we're walking in a blow dryer good times <laughs> So Priscilla, um, can you tell us all about like modeling? What drew you to modeling in the first place? Well, when I was younger, I always wanted to become an actress. Um, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved seeing those beautiful, you know, supermodels that still inspire me to this day. 
out there taking these beautiful pictures. And I know the first thought, I, I was young, I was like, I want pictures like that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to look like that in pictures, right? Because I was never considered, you know, a beauty back then. Like I never got the attention like for my looks, for anything like that. So it was something so different. But I'm like, you know what, because of that, I want to do it. So I think I just kind of started wanting to be in front of the camera more. And I just said, I like taking pictures. Let's just do it and see where it goes. You know, I read in your bio, you said you were really shy. How did you go from being shy to come take my picture? (laughs) Yeah, so I naturally am very introverted. I think it's because I grew up in a more strict household. You know, my dad was a sheriff in Chicago. So I was always aware of like safety, you know, it was all about being safe. And like, if you're going to tell your parent, like, well, I'm just going to go do some photo shoots. You know, the first thing that's going to happen is like, wait, what, who, whatever. And no one ever approached me about like, you should be a model, right? It was the complete opposite. You know, I never had the attention I do now from anyone about my looks. And I grew up in a church, all of these things. And no one in my family is in the arts. So it was so far-fetched, but I was like, something is telling me that, like, I want this. I want to become an actress. I want to, but I want to explore it. And the only option that I have is to just say, I'm going to do it, you know, and having that passion and drive in you to somehow say, well, I don't want to do anything else. So obviously I have to do this. What is it? And I'm going to have you guys, I have you explain, why is it that you feel no one said you should be a model? It's because of my height yeah, and because I was never considered a true beauty, I guess, in my face back then. Thank you. (laughs) Back then it was, you know, I grew up mostly around Chinese kids in Chicago and my parents moved to the suburb. I was only in a predominantly white suburb. They had never seen an Asian before. So, you know, being 5'2", not pretty, not what people would consider at the time being Asian was never, oh my gosh, like exotic, all that stuff. So being a model and being like, oh my God, that girl, when she walks in the room, she was gorgeous. She's a perfect 10. I never had that. So I don't think anyone, I never had that story of, you know, I was walking in a mall and someone's like, you should be a model. So that was from the beginning already, like a red flag to me. Mm-hmm that, you know, I've had to grow on from there. Yeah. And I don't think that people who who see someone who's short, I don't think they naturally say model because there's such a stereotype mm-hmm. and idea that you have to be absolutely like, I don't know, five, nine, a size two. And especially like, you know, five, 10, a decade, whatever years ago, it wasn't as acceptable as it is now. I feel like things are changing. There's more options available and that's really great for people who are starting now and for people like you yeah. breaking down barriers. Yeah. I mean, even now, if I walk in with a friend who is the model height, people are giving them attention. Oh, you must be a model. You must be blah, blah, blah. And I think that's why if you meet me or you see me out, like, and I actually am being extra in the way I look, is because I've had to work so hard at trying to, like, prove myself. That the only way in my head to get there is to, like, okay, well, I'm going to own it. I can't just like, you know, hide behind all the tall girls and then secretly say like, I model too, you know? So it all kind of comes in together. But if you know my story and how I began, that's kind of makes sense as to why I'm so extra and obscure. So what do you, 
what would you tell someone who wants to get into modeling? Like, where do they even start? For someone, especially like yourself, who is five foot two, like, what would I do? I think you have to start with knowing why you're doing it. Like any type of job, you know, when you're young, you have your passions. People want to be doctors. Everyone has a reason to why they want to do something. But then they also take the time to learn about where they're headed. So my advice would be know the industry because mm-hmm. this is such a, it's an industry where there's no way to do anything, right? Like there's no, okay, well, if you do this, these exact steps, you will make it. And along the way, you come across a lot of people that, you know, may not respect you in your decisions. You know, you get a lot of moving parts, a lot of people telling you, making false promises, fake, like trying to exploit you, all these really bad things that can happen. So if you have a grounding of this is why I'm doing this, I've studied, I did my homework, I worked on what it is to be a model, like knowing what is a model, what do you, how do you see modeling? And knowing that it's going to lay the great groundwork that's going to push you into being like, okay, I can do this. It builds your confidence as well when you put in all that hard work and you're learning about yourself along the way for yeah, sure. So really have like an idea of like why you're doing it and like as Absolutely. much research as possible. And for somebody who's brand new, they don't know anything about anything. What would be like the first step? So research and then would they find a photographer? Are there casting calls? Like, how would you go about doing that? Always, honestly, it just depends who you are. So I, back in the old days, what you would do is you would go to agencies. You know, that was the way you're going to make it. You know, you bring a couple of headshots, you meet with them, you apply somewhere. And then if you get meetings and they sign you, then you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. But in my experience, I would say just start becoming comfortable in front of the camera. You know, something sparked your interest in modeling. For me, it was seeing these great supermodels. And so I would be so drawn to looking at magazines. I would be drawn to looking at fashion and seeing how, what it's like to take a photo. So the way I started was, you know what? If I like taking pictures, I'm just going to start finding local photographers and I'm just going to practice right? And so to me, that's part of the education. It's part of the training is start becoming comfortable and confident from the camera and do what people won't expect you to do. Because if you're 5'2", like me, an agent might pick you up, but then they're not submitting you for work. They're not getting you the photo shoots. They're not helping you build your portfolio. So at the end of the day, you have to do those things yourself. So once you start building a portfolio and you're confident enough being like, okay, I can look at, I, I look like that. Oh my God. Like it builds you up to like continue to want to do it. And then saying, okay, what more can I do? Right? Like who else can I work with? And then as time goes on, people will start to catch on and take you seriously. But it's making the first step. And again, it's just different for each person, different skin colors, height, and some things work for others and, you know, it doesn't work for other people. Yeah. When you're building your portfolio, I'm wondering if it's the same thing for as actors, we sort of have to brand ourselves. Would you have to say, I only want to do swimwear or I only want to do street fashion? Would you do a portfolio of only that specific type of um, genre, really, I guess? Or would you make your portfolio kind of a broad range of everything you can do? I think personally, you should do everything that I think you should have anything because I've noticed 
a lot of models have a problem with only being seen as a certain type. And I get that with acting. Like you can only play one type of role because that's all you've done. But in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, people are already telling me I shouldn't do this. I'm not going to give them a reason to tell me, okay, now you've only done bikini. You can only be half naked. Like I can't see you in high fashion. I want to be able to say, okay, well, look, mm-hmm. I have it, right? I have this. You think I can't do it? I'm going to have it. So I think you know, to escape the whole typecasting is what we would call it in acting. You should be able to show your skills in every form because that's how I see modeling. I see modeling and acting as an art form. Like you're a muse, you know, you're playing a part, you're playing a role. And so every time I get a shoot, if it's going to be streetwear, I'm going to pose like the best way I can pose to be that character who's modeling this look. And then if I'm in an evening gown, I want to be able to flip that switch and say, I can do this as well and be elegant or be whatever. So my advice would say, do everything. I know I've heard some models who really want to become a Victoria's Secret model. Their agency only had them do boudoir and swimwear to get that job. But again, it just, it depends on what works for you and what you want. You know, I never want to be limited because then once you become a Victoria's Secret model, that's the only thing people see you as is model underwear, right? But so I think it depends on your goals. If that's what you want to do, all for it. You know, but if not, then why not? Try I it think trying it all is a great way to see what you actually really like and what you look best in yeah. as well. So I think that's really great. Yeah. There's actually a Victoria's Secret uh, supermodel, Adriana Lima. I think we all know who she is. Like, gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. She was one of the models I looked up to. I'm like, oh my God, she is so beautiful. Like, what? I think I think everyone saw her and we're like, <laughs> oh my God, who is that? But I remember she did another, yes. um, I can't remember if it was like Calvin Klein or some other brand. And I was like, oh, that's her. It like didn't look the same. I know this sounds ridiculous because I know her as a Victoria's right. Secret model. She can do everything. But like, I just don't recognize her as the same person. And I guess because I only saw her in that right. one type of type of look yeah I mean that's how agencies honestly if I'm being honest about the industry if they can bank on that one contract they will push you that's what you're gonna ride on you're mm-hmm. just gonna ride with it right it's the same thing with acting if you're a Disney Channel star they're gonna ride that as long as possible you keep your youth because that that's what's getting you mm-hmm. popularity right but I mean, it just depends I mean if you're fine with that it's all about our personal choices right for me I'm not I hate being the same thing. I never want anyone to tell me what I can and cannot do. So I'm going to try to work on being great at, in in general, modeling, acting. It's just a vague thing. Mm -hmm. You can be anything, right? That's our thing is being a role. So. Yeah. Can you also tell us like, what are the different options available as a model? And then what options are available for petite models? Like, is it just runway, commercial, I feel like there's a lot, but you're the expert. Yeah. Now with social media, there's a lot of things that are accessible for models. You know, you got influencers, you got our great phones now can take amazing photos, right? Um, But for petite models, as bad as it is to say, there is none. I know I make it seem like there is, but I think, you know, if we're doing, you know, by the book, Clients, the first thing they're going to look for is they're going to be looking for that look, right? Blonde hair, blue eye, or like the exotic, but she's 5'10", or, you know, 
back to typecasting. So there are a lot of background rules. I think that depending on where you live and who you are in your brand, it, you, you have options to submit for agencies and they're being more inclusive now when they're signing. But you have background roles in films and commercials. You have influencing. You have some print, you know, very um, commercial, smiling, things like that. But at the end of the day, like, how I'm able to get what I can is that I say, okay, like, you're going to know who I am, right? You know, you're building all of these photos in your portfolio that you want to be known as a model. And I think the reason why jobs are being created in that way for people who look different is because they're marketing themselves mm. as themselves. Like I never market myself as, Hey, I'm a petite model. And then like, you know, I'm marking myself as this is me and this is what I do. And that's how I've gotten a lot of stuff is people being like, Oh my God. Like they don't even know how tall I am. Sometimes if they find me and they go through my Instagram to give me a booking and not through an agent, they only know me through the photos I post, my work is what I want them to know. Like, instead of agencies where, you know, clients will go to them and they'll say, hey, I need a girl that looks like this, of this height, I won't even be submitted, right? But then when they meet me, they're like, you don't look like you're that short in pictures, you know? And then in my mind, I'm like, see, it doesn't matter, you know? So I think it's, you create opportunities, you know? You want people to want to work with you and they'll find something. Right. And then eventually as time goes on, you're networking. And then at that point, you're like, you know, <laughs> I have a quick question because I feel frustrated just listening to that because I'm like, it seems yeah. like it's such an uphill battle. How do you deal with that? Like, how do you deal with the constant like, no, 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 you're not right for this? Like, yeah, I think what do you do? It, it, that's why it's taken me 12 years to get to be sitting here talking to you about this because it is demeaning. In the beginning, I just accepted it. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you have to be honest. Like, I am short. I'm Asian. I'm only getting older. But then there comes a time when you're like, I have to make this work. Like, I did not do all of this work up until now just to succumb to what random people that I don't even know get to decide what I should be doing with my life and if I am worthy to work in the industry or not. Like, I don't think that's right. So every day I just remind myself, like, why do I want to do this? What's the point? Right. And part of that is because like so many girls are in my position that are not, they don't feel like they can say, no, I can do this. Like they just accept you know, and I don't want to push that narrative that to continue to go on with this, you only have to look like this. You only have to be like this. Like if I can be that change and to inspire that, then that's what I want to do. And plus, I think it got to a point when I moved here from Chicago, I'd already been doing this for like 10 years. I never really, I was so humble to the point where like, I would be like, okay, yeah, like hmm, some of my pictures are great. But now I'm like, okay, let's look at the timeline. Like I sometimes look at where I started until now. And I'm like, okay, you're bad. You can do this. Like it's my own hype, you know, like you have to hype mm -hmm. yourself up and say, step back for a second. Look at what you've accomplished. Look at where you're going. And you have so much more you want to do. And like, why would you stop now? You know? So yeah. I feel like I was talking about this recently because I'm like, God, I feel like I've accomplished nothing. I've been doing this for so long. I'm in the exact same plot place. Right. I'm still not 
auditioning for TV as often as I want to. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But then when I think and I go back to when I started, I'm like, oh, we've exactly long way. Exactly, been a process, but it's come a long way. Yeah, and you know your self worth, right? And it makes you be like, wait a minute, I'm great. I'm talented. Like even if you're saying it to yourself, like you're not saying it out loud, but like you're like, no, maybe I am. I'm amazing. Like I am amazing, and they're gonna know because, mm-hmm. yeah. So. You know, and I, and I also think what you were saying is, I think people sometimes because they haven't seen it before, they don't even think it's possible, and that's just because exactly. it's never been done before. Doesn't mean it's exactly. not possible. There just has to be somebody you paving the way. Exactly, and that's why I keep doing because I see so many people that are like, oh, I wish. You know, I've experienced that before and I wish I did something about it or, you know, I, why can't I do that? You know, and I'm like, you can. And I understand that, you know, a lot of people like it depends on how your experience is with the industry. You know, a lot of people don't have it as hard to so haven't had a found way to work against those things. I think, you know, as hard as it seems like, you know, like you're frustrated listening to all these problems. And I'm like, because I started never having anything going for me and never continuing to have anything going for me, it's made me have to find a way to make it work, have to tell myself that I really want to do this. Because along the way, I could have just been like, what, what am I doing? This is so stupid. Like, I've got bills to pay. I've got student loans. I have all this stuff and nothing's happening because no one wants to give me that chance. But then because I've grown that confidence and that strength to be like, okay, no, no, no. No. So, you know, so I always just say, be strong. You have to know yourself and your self-worth and love yourself enough to like make your own choices and say, I choose this for a living. Then I'm choosing this to do this as a living. And you can't tell me some random agent can't tell me you can't. So, yeah. yeah. You know what I've noticed? And I can only really talk about acting. And what I've noticed um, is such a pattern and it's on repeat. And I don't know why I haven't really focused on this more, but the people who keep succeeding it's always that they're creating their own stuff I was thinking Mindy mm-hmm. Kaling um Catherine Reitman with uh Working Moms it's constantly the same people doing their own stuff and I was thinking like I wonder if this is such a new concept but it's not because I was watching uh The Nanny and I didn't know that Fran Drescher came up with the concept of the whole show and that was back in the yeah. like, early 90s I had no idea yeah and I think that's just the way to go like it's such a it crazy is. industry to try and like work your way in and pick me, pick me, pick me. Yeah. You're waiting for a long time. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And that's what I normally do because I, I tell people don't rely on anyone. You know, people think that the agent's going to do it for you. You get signed to one agency and they're like, that's it. I'm going to make it. And I'm like, yeah. you have to, if you want it, you're going to find a way. That's why what I was saying earlier, like I don't get jobs from, you know, People like just thinking like, oh, like, you know, she's pretty or like the one job a year I get from an agency. If no one's going to give it to me, then I'm going to get it myself. You know, I'm going to have to make it by myself and create my own concepts. And that's what I do is just constantly just find a way to work because it, it will it, it's going to happen. You know, people will take note and then they're going to like, huh? even if it's just making them look or knowing your name or being like, oh, I've seen her. You know, you're making progress. Yeah, and you know, your agency works for their 10%, but you still have to do the other 90% of the work. And still to this day for myself, I think about it, I'm like, how are these people working so much? Like, what's going on? Maybe they have agents that are doing great things. Mine aren't great. 
but we're not quite there yet. I still to this day mm-hmm. get almost all the work on my own, like almost everything. Oh, yeah. And so I'm Absolutely. like, it would be really nice to be in a different position, but I don't think that I could ever sit back and do nothing, especially with such a history oh, yeah. of, I don't want to say nobody working for me, but for the mo- for what I'm trying to say is I do all the work myself, mostly. Yeah. But you see how that has impacted you, though, to be able to make these strides is because you experience people not really favoring you. You know, we always say agents have favorites and those are the people that work regardless if they might be the best for that job. You know, so it makes you have a newfound work ethic and want for your own career and your passions. that you're like, okay, I wanted this bad. I'm going to find a way to do it with your help or without your help. So, you know, it was just funny. I was it just popped into my mind. We have like a similar problem, but a not a problem, a struggle, but mm-hmm. different at the same time. My struggle is that I look like everybody else. Like how many brunettes with brown eyes do you know? Especially in this town, like I can name 10 right now. And so I'm in an mm-hmm. oversaturated market and you're in a market that is very, very small, especially for yes. Asians right now. Hopefully it will expand, but you guys are all competing for a very small role. Like, and I'm competing with 3 million girls for roles that are available, but my group is just bigger. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But the similarity I think is, is that everyone wants to do it, right? So how do you stand out? So I'm sure there's so many girls, like my height, my ethnicity, that want to become a model or they walk around and they say they want to become a model. And like for you, there's so many girls that look like you that say they are a model, they are an actor. So what can you do to be like, no, you're going to know me. It's not just, I'm a model. I'm not just a model. Like, you know what I mean? So and at the end of the day, if you have that about yourself and you have that strength and that passion and you know you, that's just going to do it automatically. Yeah. You know, I-, I think so. I believe in that. And so you mentioned, uh, earlier that you were working with some agencies. Are you represented as a model? I am represented under talent. Like they have like a Uh talent section where they just use them for print or commercial like gigs basically where if client looks for someone with your physical attributes, you're in the roster, you know? So um, I think a lot of the agencies that I am signed with have all of those options or the clients I get do all of those things. So it's kind of just a general pool. Um, I think I have like a few that are strictly film. So it just depends on the agency. At, at one point I was like, anyone that will, you know, sign me, you know, I want to have those options, not to rely on them, but to be able to be like, all right, well, I can get a job opportunity from that person and that person just to keep it open. You know, here in Las Vegas is a little bit different than some of the smaller markets. I don't know what it was like in Chicago, but here in Las Vegas, uh, you can sign with like five different agencies and all of your contracts are non-exclusive. So you can be with uh, five different people and whoever you get the breakdown with first and who you accept, that's who you are working with. Like there's an MGM commercial that's floating around right now. I've gotten this breakdown from like three or four different people and I saw it on my own. So I'm submitting on my own, but yeah, you do have that option exactly. to sign with many, many exactly. here in a smaller market. Yes. Yes. And that's where I tell their models. Cause obviously with every city, there are going to be exclusive agents, you know, they want to be, would it be, have that prestige and to say like, Oh, but 
we are such and such, but we're exclusive. Like you can't do any freelance. You can't do this. But some models see that as, oh my God, it's an agency that'll sign me. Not knowing that it could screw themselves over in the end. But that's why to me, like when I told you in the beginning, research and education is very important. Like you have to know the ins and outs of everything. So that way you're not pushing yourself back and you're not letting people sell you a a dream, Mm -hmm. you know? It's about learning the game before you play it because everyone here is trying to swindle or be fake and you have to find those who are genuine in between all of that. Swindling, this same commercial I was talking about, um, because I have seen this breakdown with the rates listed like four different places, the one text message I got this morning was actually with a lower rate. And I was like, how can you do this? I've literally already seen this casting in four different places and this is not what everybody else is paying. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing? I was yeah. like, caught you. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they're either taking a lot or they're, you know, only doing non-union. They're not going to get you a voucher. You know, like it's it's a whole game. That's what I mean. Like you have to be smart. You can't just take everything as it is, you know, or people telling you it is what it is. Like you have to really know. Um, yeah. So that's why, if anything, education, training. No, don't, don't, don't mm-hmm. be stupid. It's research. You know? People feed on that. They literally are like parasites to that. Like a young girl wants to be a model. I you know. definitely want to get into that as well. I'm going to do a quick little transition. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to also talk about one. I definitely want to talk about safety because that is something I've talked about on my podcast before. And I also would like to take this section to talk about your posing. But first... Let's talk a little safety. What are some things as a new model, females, males too, anyone starting modeling, like what do you think are some red flags they need to be on the lookout for? Well, because social media is so helpful these days, you know, you get a lot of DMs. I'm sure lots of any girl is posting any any modeling. You're going to get DMs from photographers saying, hey, want to shoot or hey, just move to wherever city, want to shoot or hey, I do this, right? They're selling themselves or not at all. Like sometimes I'll get a really basic thing like want to shoot, you know, and it's kind of feeling first the professionalism on that end. And then because they're sending you their website, they're saying you can have access to their portfolio, you know, hold yourself to a high standard. Like there's good photography and there's not great photography, you know, and there's also you see the type of people they work with. And if that's something that you don't resonate with, then don't put yourself in that position to be linked with someone who does those things. You know, it's kind of just being smart and being aware and knowing that anyone can say they're a photographer. You know, they can pick up a a Nikon, a Canon and say, I do photography. Next thing you know, you're at a photo shoot and they're saying, no, like I want you to be nude. Right. And you know what I mean? It's just really, I mean, it's like knowing your worth to a point where sure you might be wanting to build your portfolio. Someone's offering to shoot you for free but still have a standard, you know, know yourself. I mean, if that's what you're into, more power to you. But if not, and you get, hey, like those photos aren't that great or why do they keep shooting this style or girls that are doing this type of thing? It's okay to say no. I I always tell girls, it's okay to say no. It's okay to be like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not interested because that will carry you a long way. Because if you think one bad move, my dad always told me this, like one bad move and it can like cost you your entire career. 
So if you, mm. you know, start shooting with that person, now he becomes, let's just say, worse comes to worse, makes you do something you don't want to do, you do it. Now he's going to exploit you as such. People are going to see you as that, even if you're not, right? And he could also be a creeper. You know, he could also pick up on stalkers. He can, you know, people doing so many different things, reeling you in, saying that you're a model and photographer. And you just, you don't want to ever regret that one wrong move when you already had an inclination that they're not the most professional. You know, so just feel the vibes and know that what you're comfortable with. I think saying no is so strong and it's, but it's really hard. Uh, Not anymore, but like when you're first starting, you think this is like the be all end all. If I don't take this one opportunity, there's never going to be anything else that happens. And I actually had a really interesting photo shoot when I was like 17, 18. I just kind of went with it. And it's this stupid photo shoot that I did. And I had like ice cream and I'm doing splits in a dress. And I'm like, at the time I was like, oh, this is cute, whatever. But then I right. I was going through, um, you know, I Googled myself like, I don't know how many years ago. And I was like, oh, these are, these are bad. And I was coaching uh, gymnastics at the time. I was like, I can't have these, these kids, their parents Googling my name right. and like seeing this shit. Right. This is so bad. Right. And at the time, I didn't think that much of it. I just thought like, oh, this was fun. Let's just do some pictures. Not not like so naive. So naive. Not even thinking about like how right. bad this could look or like how somebody else could interpret it. But I also like anytime I back in the days, if I even had like a little bit of a red flag, I ignored it because I was just yes. so young, so scared, young and dumb. Oh, yeah. And so I'm trying to have all of you guys who are listening avoid these situations because it took a really long, hard time to get these photos removed off of Google. Fully closed. It just it's extra work and they may pop up at another time and you just don't want yeah. those. You just don't want those floating. Yeah. Around. And if you sign a release, photographers can always sue and they can, you can get yourself into really bad situations because they'll own the photo, you know, they're gonna have an argument. Then they start talking bad about your name. You look at someone that's hard to work with. You know, it, it's like a domino effect. So, you know, and I experience how many people don't understand that because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this photographer reached out to me and I'll go to their page. And I'm like, mm. and I know it sounds very shallow of me to like judge right away, but, you know, I already can tell I'm like, I don't, I don't, because I'm at a point now where I don't need photos. Like I don't need any photographer to take pictures of me. So if they're not at a quality and they're not working with people who I know, then I trust their reputation. I mean, always ask. You see a model on their page that you met at a shoot or you met, you know, if you're doing a TV show, reach out to them and say, what was your experience like? You know, it's okay to like take time in responding. You can be an opportunist to a point, you know, take opportunities to grow, but also be smart about it. Um, and it's that whole idea that everyone's trying to do these things. Everyone wants to be famous. You know, if they're going to do it by being a photographer, you're going to be my model, then everyone's a model. Everyone's an actor. But like only very few know what it actually is. So look for those photographers. Um, and then if you're conversing with them and they start asking you, hey, my vision is this. And then you're like, wait, I didn't think that that's why you messaged me. Then you can be like, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with that. You know, it's okay to say that. You don't feel like you have to. No one can tell you what to do, especially if they're not paying you. Oh, absolutely not. You know, but a lot of girls, they see it as, okay, well, I have to start somewhere, so I'm just going to do it. 
No, there are plenty of amazing photographers. And if anyone wants to know a list, I have them. So yeah, yes. even if they are paying you, you still don't have to do it. Yeah, no, you still don't have to do it. You know, a lot of people are just like, oh, they're doing me a favor. I'm like, are they? <laughs> like, you know, so it's just a whole, you know, when people are desperate and they want it so bad, they think that, okay, well, like you said that, you know, you have to do whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you have to, it's the education part, right? It's, it's knowing that the, and this is real life. This is how the industry is accepting it. And then knowing, okay, well, I don't want to be part of that, you know? Yeah. I also suggest to people who are new and they may not know the photographer, they don't know a lot yet, do a photo shoot outside. Make sure it's around other people. And I always mm-hmm. say, um, bring like a friend, a mom, a, I'm doing air quotes, makeup yeah. artist, somebody else who's there right. with you so that you're comfortable or they could be yeah. just an extra eye, just somebody, yes. just somebody else to be there. I mean, not a lot of people. Absolutely. I think as a photographer, even when I go to the restaurants to do photos of food, it is so annoying when the person, the client is over my shoulder telling me how to do the photos and what looks better. So make sure they don't do that. Make sure your guest doesn't like tell the photographer how to do their job, but just yeah. make sure that you feel comfortable and safe. That they're just around, they're witnessing. And then when people see that you brought someone, they're going to act differently. They're not even going to try it. Right. Um, and as sad as it is, like for females with male photographers, like you never know if you're alone and like, you know, they're feeling I have this problem all the time. People instantly are like, oh, my God, you're so cool. They start to take it as permission to go the extra mile to like push the boundary. Like, oh, but you seem so like comfortable with this, this, that and the third. You seem we were getting along so well. I'm like, but that also is part of the job. You know, this, you don't want to be too uptight because you have to be. A lot of, in this, in this industry, it's about networking. It's about meeting people, being extroverted in a way and being able to communicate. However, there are people that take that the wrong way. And that's also another red flag to look for with seeing how professional this person is. Because if they can't get that this is work, this is a job right now, paid, unpaid, it's a job, it's work. Then, and they're taking it personally, that's a big red flag. And it's going to end up being problems. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a difference between friendly and professional versus flirty. I think that's something we all, I think as females, we kind of have to be a little bit more careful with that as well. I've been guilty um, as well. And I'm like, no, I I was just being really friendly. And they're like, oh, I thought you were like into me and stuff. I'm like, no, that that wasn't it. So just, I think, be aware of that is important. Yes. And so how do you find your photographers for your photo shoot? Is there a website? Do you scan Instagram? Yeah. So how I'll say now is um, when I first moved to Las Vegas, you know, I came from Chicago. A lot of it was networking in the area that I live. Like there was only a few people, you know, so it's all about like, you know, seeing who shot with who, who they shot with, kind of going that route. When I moved to Vegas, I didn't know anyone. Like, I didn't know that it was this small here when it came to the industry. I didn't know, you know, you get this stereotype of Vegas. You know, you're about to be a showgirl. You're dancing on table. You know, this party vibe. So I'm like, no, it's a city. People live there, right? So the first thing I did before I even moved here was going hashtag Las Vegas photographers. Honestly, like, as cheesy as that is. And then you can just kind of scroll through and you're going to see pictures that pop out to you that has your style you go to their page and you're looking at a trend right and so anyone that 
I meshed well with or I liked their work, I just sent them a message. said, hey, I'm this. Here's my website. I'm moving there. Such and such a day. Would love to collaborate with you if you're interested. You know, being very, you know, professional with it. But I think the difference is, like, my mind was, hey, I'm already ready. I already have a a plan. I have a portfolio already. Like, I don't need to, like, let any photographer think that I'm just starting out. So I just approached them as I already had it, right? Even if you are someone who is literally just starting out, like approach it like, no, like take me seriously. Here's my work, et cetera. But Instagram definitely is the way to go. I definitely want to talk about your Instagram, but I have this thought I got to get off my mind real fast. When you say collaborate, do you approach them with, I have this concept, idea, or theme? Where do you get that inspiration? Yes, I mostly do. Um, in the beginning, it's hard because you don't want to be too in someone's face, especially if they don't know you, you know, it could come off the wrong way. Like, what's going on here? Um, but once I started to build those relationships and I started to get more confident and being like, okay, well, I've done so many things. What more can I do? My mind's always moving. Like, so I'm always thinking, all right, well, I've done that already. What else can I do? And I love fashion. I love styling. So now if I really have a crazy concept in mind, I'll go to like the people who, you know, when I first moved here and I built those connections because they trust me at that point. You know, they're like, all right, it sounds crazy, but it's it's Priscilla. We're just going to roll with it. And it ends up being, yeah, at this point, like that's why I'm always telling people like just, you know, I might scare someone with my crazy because they're like, oh, I don't really like it. They can't see it. So many times it's happened. I'll send them an outfit and they're like, they won't respond anymore. Like they'll oh, ghost no. me. So yes. And I'm like, okay, well you just gave up something legendary, wow. <laughs> but yeah. So I just, my mind's always going because I think it's that work ethic in me. That's like, I can't not be doing something like there's something that I, I haven't done before that someone's going to look for. I need to do it. Right. I need to stay relevant. I need to like continue to push myself, continue to work. And so my mind's always going there. And because, um, with social media, I'm getting a lot of influencer jobs, even though I don't like be considered an influencer. They'll have me shoot products. So I use that as an advantage being like, all right, well, how can I shoot this? How can I sell this product? Right. That's what modeling is. What haven't I done? How can I be different? Because if they share this picture, people are going to see, you know, my modeling skills. So it's just about letting your creativity flow. Are you a big fan of thrift shops? Like, do you go in thrift shops and see like a crazy outfit and you're like, this one, this one? Because I go to thrift, I'm a thrift fanatic and I'm constantly like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, what can I do with it? And I, I am not a model. I am so bad at it. Like, I think people think that models just go in front of the camera and stand there and look cute and pretty. Y'all, it's not like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. Yeah. And there are, there's a stylist, everyone's doing everything for you and you just stand it is there hard. and be pretty. It's not, that's it's not it. It's so hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. You have to, that's what I tell a lot of models and another advice is know every aspect of the job. Know about photography, know about fashion, know about makeup, posing, right? Know about your body, know yourself, your brand, because all of that is going to tie into it. You know, a lot of you're not always going to have a stylist. You're not going to have a makeup artist, a person do your hair. So you have to able to be camera ready for the photographer. And sometimes they're not heavy on Mm. editing. So you don't want to look a mess, Um, you know. So everything ties in. And every time, like, 
you know, I go shopping or I'm looking on Poshmark or the internet, I'll see something that some people would be like, I don't even know how to wear that. Like, you know, I'm like in my head, I'm like, all right, I can already see it in an outfit. Right. And then I'll be like, all right, well, hey, I haven't done a shoot like this. And so that's how it, it carries on into my everything has to go with my job. Yeah. That's why people call me workaholic. Because even when I'm like shopping, I'm thinking, okay, work. Like, what can I do? I think I'm a little bit like that as well. I'm like, it's always on my mind of something I want to talk about, something I want to do, something I want to create, something. Mm-hmm. If I could model, I probably would. But I just, I can't. Like, it's for models <laughs> like yourself. You're an actress, though. You have to, because camera, the camera, it's camera, It's so camera. different, though. People are like, yeah, but you're in front of yeah. the camera all the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm in front of the camera, but I'm not looking at it. Like, I'm not trying to look cute and stuff. Like, modeling, yeah. like, you guys have to, like, really yeah. know your face and your angles and, like, do this with your chin and move this. And I'm like, I can direct someone to do that yeah. behind the camera. But in front of the camera, I'm like, I need you to tell me exactly what to do with my body, what looks good, what looks isn't good. So acting is not looking at yeah. the camera. Yeah, because you're not aware about, it's not about the camera per se. Like you're not doing it for, I mean, it depends. Obviously, like they're getting different angles to get the scene, but you're not, the main point is in the camera. It's the other, mm-hmm. your character, you know, person you're doing the scene with. Speaking of that, so. knowing angles and stuff like that, I want to talk about your pose. First, I need everybody to go and look at your website, go to your Instagram. Can you tell us what your Instagram is so everyone can go take a peek? before we get into this conversation? It, my Instagram handle is my first and last name, Priscilla Moy. Is it? You know? I yes, it's P-R-I-S-C-I-L-L-A-M-O-Y. Okay, did you guys go? Great. Okay, so if you look <laughs> on her page, she's posing, she's not your average supermodel who just like poses there and like a, like a, a S-curve or whatever. She's doing handstands, she's leaping, she's jumping, she's crawling up here she's doing that like not crying but like acrobatics yeah. like probably crawling a, <laughs> I'm a pro- I'm crawling most of the time where yeah. do you okay so your athletic background is what I used to be a gymnast and I'm also a dancer mm-hmm. so it's all about doing moving your body in many different ways whether it's safe or not you <laughs> so as you see you know if you watch the Olympics you see them doing some crazy stuff you're like Oh God, how and why would they do that? Exactly. It's because you can't. It's my modeling. You can though. <laughs> because think, you, why not? <laughs> I, I think a lot of people can't do stuff like that. And so that's why when I look at your pictures, I'm like, whoa, like she's got a background in sports of some sort. And I figured it was gymnastics, which you guys know is my thing. So I was really excited to talk to you about it as well. Yeah. I think when we met, I think we, we started talking about. Oh my God, gymnasts. we did. And that, that's what that's what happened, yeah. And I think you interviewed one of them on here, and I was so excited. I, I was like, oh, my God, we were honestly, we connected because we were talking about that specific gym. So it's hilarious. Uh, I don't remember which, <laughs> like, number it is, but I did have an interview with uh, Danelle Leva, who was, mm-hmm. I think it was 2012 who, yeah. and 2016 Olympian. 2016, and I yep. saw him at an event. It was the Michael Jackson's the Diamond Birthday Celebration, and he was walking the red carpet, and I turned around, I'm like, Ooh! like, what are you doing here? Oh, my God, who you are. So anyways, yeah, so you use your gymnastics and your dance background. Yes. Do you just randomly, like, you're like, ah, I think that in this outfit, I could put my leg up here, and you do this and do that. Yep. That basically how it goes. Sometimes I have a plan, sometimes I don't, and that's why I tell you that I can scare someone because I'm Mm. telling them in a shoot, never met me, or they, not everyone does their research. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to jump now, or I'm going to do this, and they're like, 
<laughs> what is she doing? Like, she looks crazy as hell. But no, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I've done that pose so many times, right? Even if I'm wearing something different, I think it's the whole in me being like, I've done that before. That's so boring. Right? I'm like, boring. Like, what, what can I do now? And I'll just start to like, my friends now that are the photographers, they became really good friends with me. They're just like, oh, here we go. And I'll just stand there and wait. They're like, what the heck are you doing? But to me, I'm like, this is dynamic. Just let it happen. Okay. And then they're like, oh, okay. Like, it's clean. That that was clean. I'm like, I know. It's, I think it's, it's going to be great. You know? Nobody else is doing but, stuff like that. Nobody else can. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And so it's, and then you're, it's not just doing the action. So, okay. If you're a dancer, you're doing a split leap, right? It's not just about doing the split leap. It's also about, yeah, I'm a model as well. Like, I don't also want my pictures to come across as like, because um, in my mind, I'm always thinking that if someone were to just see my page now, what is on there? What are they going to see? If they just see all dance or gymnastics photos where I'm wearing a leotard or whatever, they're going to get on, in their mind, she's a dancer, right? That's why I'm always posting something completely different than the day before. I never want someone to not think that I'm one thing or something that I'm not, right? So when you're doing these, even if I'm wearing a whole gymnastics leotard and I'm doing a handstand, a backflip, whatever I'm doing, I'm modeling it though. So you have to be aware of the camera. Like be really cool if I'm like looking at the camera or I'm like creating these shadows. It's not just about the action. Where in some dance photography, it's solely about their dancing right now. You know, in my head, I'm like, I have to make sure I'm also being a model right now. So where it looks fashion editorial, um, and not too dancey, if that makes sense. So it just adds on another layer of, you know, difficulty on yeah, top and, of that. And you have such a different variety. So you're trying to, yeah, I get your, you don't want your Instagram to look like a dance catalog. Like you want to be known that you can yeah. do other things as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or do a mix it all together. And I think that's my whole branding is, you know, I'm, I'm not one thing. I'm not just a model. I'm not just an athlete, you know, I'm not just an actress. Like, how can I morph everything into one, right? So when I'm modeling, and let's just say I want to do a handstand, you know, how am I going to do it where it makes sense for this specific shoe? Because I could be in heels and do it physically. Like, I can find a way to do it. But, like, how am I going to do it where it makes sense in this outfit, where people are not going to be like, why on earth is she doing that in that outfit in that place? So... Exactly. But there are some times when I see models wearing certain clothes in a certain area and they're not owning it, you know, and they're posing a certain way where nothing combines. So you're telling a story in my eyes when I'm on a photo shoot. In my eyes, I'm like, I'm playing a role, right? I'm not Priscilla right now. I'm whatever, right? And I'll just make up like, what am I trying to tell? What am I trying to sell? What am I doing? And even if that pose I did the day before and that one thing, I'm going to make it look different in this because it wouldn't make sense, you know? So that's another, it's different levels of difficulty instead of just doing a pose. Because I know lots of people I struggle with trying to copy the same poses. But the thing is, is that if you're doing it, not knowing your body, not knowing how you look doing that pose in front of the camera, certain angles, or you're not adjusting, your mind is only on, okay, well, that look cool. That got her a job. That got her attention. I want to do it too. But it's not, it doesn't work the same because you're doing it from a different place. You're not doing it in a way that feels natural or that makes any sense. So yeah, you have one of your photos that I love because you mentioned heels and handstands. You're up against the wall. I think it's a black and white photo, but you are in like 
uh, I think it's like a one piece, like a lingerie suit. It's oh yes, 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 yes. So make sure to follow. Yes, I took that some years back. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, oh, hey, Uh, it's Castle, and it's just me interrupting my own podcast. So rude, I know. Well, I just wanted to let you know that Always Acting Up podcast is sponsored by We Audition. What's that? Well, it's the website for actors made by actors. It's the platform where you will never have to struggle to find an audition reader ever again. And the best part? You can be a reader too, where you have the chance to read with real working actors, see what they're doing in their auditions, see what their setup looks like, all while practicing and getting better with your own cold reading skills. Oh, and did I mention? You can make money on there too. Say what? Well, I guess it might be time for you to check it out for yourself. But before you do, make sure to enter in my promo code, ACTINGUP25, for 25% off your subscription for a lifetime. That is ACTINGUP25, where we can hang out and help each other with our own auditions. See you on We Audition. Welcome back. I know, I'm back, guys. Sorry, there was a little intermission. We're back. (laughs) I'll do a little plug for my... um, or for my uh, podcast sponsors, we auditioned. So you guys should have just heard it. But we are actually almost at the end. I did want to ask you, what is like one of the biggest lessons you've learned about uh, modeling in front of the camera? I think you learn a lot about yourself, honestly, and about the job and what it takes. Um, Because, you know, you're always working with different people all the time. Like, you know, and you have to be able to bring it and be yourself every single time. And so, you know, you're learning about your body, you're learning about your angles, you're learning about yourself and your creativity and knowing how to um, think of things on the spot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. If anything, it's a self-confidence booster and it's, um, you know, you learn to love yourself in a way. Like, it's all about, I think, more of an internal thing for me than it is just about, okay, I took some, a few great pictures, right? Because there's so much that goes into it. Do you prefer, I was just thinking, do you prefer when the photographers are like, okay, put your hand like this and then do this and then look over here. Do you prefer when they direct you or do you like, just let me do it? I hate it. I honestly hate it because to me, I'm like, in my head, how I see it is, you know, we're all, everyone is there to do their job. Like if I'm there as the model, I don't expect a photographer to also on top of him worrying about lighting, worrying about his angles, his camera. You know, I don't want him to also think that, okay, now she can't even pose. Now I got to do that as well. You know, so I think to me, I want to walk in and be like, okay, I'm going to do my job. I don't want to disappoint anyone. You hired me. I'm going to, you know, come and be ready. And you know, there are some times when photographers want something specific and that's fine. But like a lot of times when I've noticed people who direct me and don't let me even try something is because they assume I'm not experienced. Like a lot, not a lot of people like research you beforehand, right? Whether it's a job where they hit you up on social media. I know that sounds crazy because you think they looked at your stuff or, you know, through an agency. So they're going to treat you like, they they're used to treating a lot of models where they go in there and they're like they do the same couple things and they have to like tell you how to do it but like I'm always like I'll just try at any point just to start moving so that they can be like oh oh my god okay Mm -hmm. I'm gonna step back because I'm thinking like what would you say like I'll do a couple your way and then I have some ideas of myself like I guess that would be probably a good way to get over that or get past that yeah, I think mostly because I'm someone who never stops moving. 
because I never want someone's camera roll to be like 10 of the same pictures in a row. And like, then, then it makes them be like, okay, why don't you do this instead? You know? So if they tell me to do, let's just say they have me put my hand on my head. Don't like look away. Right. After I hear the camera go a couple of times, I'll just, just start doing something else. And then whether or not they like it, because maybe that they're not into like crazy poses, they'll tell you, or they'll be like, oh my God, like I, I had no idea. So then you're kind of introducing it in a way where you're not being disrespectful or like, you know, acting like you're the highest in the room. Like you want to be respectful of them and not offend them. Even if you do feel like, okay, like they're treating me like an amateur or a newbie. Right. So I'll just, I'll just honestly, like just start moving and then I'll kind of react based on how they respond to that. And I think my last question here, it's kind of a wrap up. What do you think is the best piece of advice for a petite model just getting started? My advice would be to just do it. I know it's, you know, a little redundant because I think I mentioned a lot of things that you should do, but I think know why you're doing it, what you want to accomplish, um, and then having a good head on your shoulders, basically knowing your self-worth, knowing who you are and, you know, being serious about it taking it completely seriously and doing all those steps that I mentioned previously, you know, take your time. That's another thing that I think people don't realize, you know, like, and I experienced that this past weekend working on a movie, you know, people are talking about SAG. They're talking about where we should be living. Why are you in Vegas? If you want to do this full time, you should, you should be in LA, right? My biggest thing when I graduated college, like, you know, a lot of my friends, cause I was in a the theater department. So they're all musical theater. They're all, New York is where I'm going to make it, or I'm going to move here because they think a city is going to do it for you. And granted, there are opportunities, different and better opportunities in different places, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. However, not everyone can just pack up and go live in New York, you know, and not have to work 20 jobs Um, or have people to help you, people that you know out there, someone to guide you and tell you, like, give you advice. So my thing is take your time. You know, take the time to be like, okay, where do I start? Let's take it one step at a time and like be smart because, you know, again, that one thing, any wrong move can like mess up your entire career. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure LA has a lot of opportunities that we don't have in Vegas, but right now there are things happening in Vegas, right? It's up and coming. There are opportunities and I'm progressing. And so never become way in over your head either. Like just because an agent reached out to you and everything. Now I got to make that move to a different city. Now I got to go do this or I'm going to become this. Stay level headed, stay humble, keep your eye on the prize and why you're doing this and make sure to always put yourself in your needs first, because there's so many people going to be talking to you here about what you should be doing. Right. Like with L.A., I'm sure you get it all the time. Then why are you even living in Vegas if you have to travel all the everywhere? You know, and we all have different reasons. And it's not to judge. Maybe you don't like living in California. Maybe you don't like living here. They're everywhere. You like Vegas. You know, that could be a thing. And it's fine. You know, so do things for you. Don't do things because people say that's not the way it's going to work out because there is no right or wrong way. So that is my biggest pet peeve. I, I hate it. I hate it. And I'm like, no. But honestly, if I think back to like a couple of years ago, if someone were to tell me and no one said like, 
do things for you, I'd be like, oh my God, okay, I guess. You know, the pressure, because there is going to be a lot of pressure of people like, because, you know, you get some big star that you meet and they're like, well, why, why are you here? Why aren't you in LA or why aren't you in New York? You're not going to make it here. There's nothing here for you. And it's just kind of like, but here I am on this job mm -hmm. with you right now in Las Vegas, you know? So just, and it's fine, but like, take your time. Don't, because if you think about it in a smart way, the way I saw it was, I'm not going to go to New York and think that they're going to look at some 5'2 Asian girl that wants to be a model amongst the hundreds of thousands of people there in New York trying to become a model or an actor or a theatrical star. And what's going to make them be like, okay, you, you know, like as bad as that sounds, you have to be aware of that's how they see us. We're just kind of on a roster. So how can you do this where you're not straying away from your passion. I have so many friends that moved to New York, had to work how many jobs, had to do all of these different things, and they didn't even do anything that they set out to do yeah, living in a different city. In LA. So right, I'm me. like, I, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, if I have to stay home a couple of years, figure it out, and then make a great choice, a smart choice, I'm going to do that. It's fine, you know? And here I am. And it worked out, you know? And it's... Just, you know, be smart, be great, be able to introduce yourself as you and people will be like, oh, I've heard of you. Instead of being so small in a big city with tons of people doing the same thing as you. If you have nothing to show for and you're just starting out, don't think that a city is going to do it for you. Don't trust a city. Don't trust an agent. Don't trust friends you meet that are doing the same thing. Like, follow your own path know you know yourself what you like to do what kind of mark you want to leave on the world and then I promise it will do many more wonders than it would be to just be impulsive I love that so much I think and I yeah. myself and so many other people just because you live in New York or LA it's great but it doesn't mean that you're always working I work more here in Vegas than I ever right in LA so that's something to think about for anyone who's yeah. thinking about moving to a big city it is. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to and you are, you're happy there, that's another aspect. If you're not happy, why, it's, you're not going to succeed. You know, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, Chicago, it seems like, you know, why would you move? Like Chicago is a big city. There's so many opportunities. I'm like, but I wasn't happy. It's not going to work for you. Yeah. It's not going to work if you don't feel like you can't be yourself, if you don't have, you're not comfortable living in a place. So you're going to not put yourself first. Where in Vegas, I love living here. I love having the freedom. I love meeting people from different places. I love how open the city is and how small it is. And that's a main factor in what, think why things are happening so fast for me here after so many years is because you have to go somewhere that you belong. I don't belong in New York. It would not work out. Like, not saying that I won't ever go there for work, but like, I, don't like it. I would be miserable. I don't. I would be miserable. So I can't even see me finding any success if I were to go there instead of here, if I made that choice two years ago. Totally. Yeah. You still got to live. You still got to have a life. You've already given us so much positivity and great advice, but I like to finish every episode of my podcast with a moment of positivity, um, a quote, some words of advice, something that really rocks your socks and gets you going when you're having a bad time. And I would be honored if you had anything else you've already shared so much definitely like great things with us do you have anything to share you are in control of your own life believe and you will receive you know act like you already own it 
Like you will never see me a day telling you that, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know, the law of attraction is real. I know it sounds cheesy. You always seem believe and you receive. But if you 100% believe in yourself and you believe that you can do this, others will too. And the universe will make it happen for you. So your thoughts are always going to show up in your real life. So why not see yourself? See yourself on that red carpet. Why not see yourself getting that dream job? Whatever it is that you do that you want and you think is impossible, it's only impossible because you told yourself at one point it was impossible. Yeah, if, if you don't believe it, so yeah, if you don't yeah. believe it, I'm you not. You run your it. life. If you don't believe in yourself, exactly. I'm not going to believe in you. Exactly. You're the only one in charge of your life. Even if you think you need someone to give you a job, you're sitting there acting like, you know, you're waiting on someone else to do it for you because you don't believe you can do it yourself. So if you sit there and say, no, the only one in charge is me, that's how it's going to show up in your reality. And I think you have to go against what all the naysayers are, you know, putting their little two cents into as well, because at the end of the day, it is your life. They're not going to live your life. Mm -hmm. And 20, 30, 40 years when everyone's moved on with their journeys, you're still going to be with your life and your decisions. So you might as well do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll kick yourself in the butt if you said, oh, because I let that one person tell me no. Why? No excuses. That's my thing. Always live life saying no excuses. Only one that can do it is me. And I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. And no one can say anything bad about it. So stay humble, but know your worth and, you know, keep your eye on the prize. On the prize. Yes. How can everybody stay in contact with you if they wanted to say hi, ask any additional questions, see your work, what your deets? I am big on Instagram. I think that's my favorite social media. So I know my at is going to be P-R-I-S-C-I-L-L-A-M-O-Y. You can communicate with me on there. Um, And then I also have a Facebook that links it too. So you can always search my business page. (laughs) I don't call it fan page. It's a business page. Like, and it's like Priscilla Moy, actress, model, professional actress, model. You'll find me on there. And I have a website. If you want to see more of my work and my resume and some reels, it's going to be in my bio on my Instagram. Awesome. I did want to ask you really quickly because I I totally forgot. And then Mm -hmm. you mentioned it again. I know you're really big into Instagram. Do you have like two big tips Mm -hmm. you can share with us for growing your Instagram following? Using hashtags and tagging other pages and then posting regularly. I think if you have a brand, I mean, it it goes along with what I'm saying about know yourself, but be transparent on your Instagram. Um, What do you want people to see? Just use it as like your portfolio or resume. If you see it more as like a business, yeah, it takes away the, it's not always fun and it's a lot of work. But if you see it as that and being like, this could get, me jobs. This could be the breaking point for me. And you put in that time, you put in that effort to post every day, every other day, um, being consistent, um, being relevant, being on it, responding, you know, just getting to know people through there, reaching out to people. Like if you are someone who's trying to become a model, post, start posting all your pictures, become confident in it and start reaching out. Um, you know, keep in mind that the Instagram is probably going to be the first thing people will go for if they're trying to look for you more than a website, more than Facebook. Um, it's always going to be Instagram. So be mindful of what you post on there and how you want to be taken seriously. 
So hashtag research, you know, and that's how I got a lot of jobs. Like people would put like, look for Las Vegas models and they're like, you're the only thing that comes up. It's mostly all of your stuff. So that's why I had to work with you. Right. They're doing Las Vegas photographers, even though I use that hashtag, I'm doing it because it's a photographer's work. I'll come up Mm -hmm. for there too. Right. And so if you're constantly using these hashtags in a way that's um, adjacent to what you're trying to do, people will start to put you in that pool. You know, if you're the only one that's popping up and it's your, there's so much of it because you're always posting, people are going to be like, who is this person? I need to meet this person. Who are you? Like, I need to work with you. Like, how can I do that? How can I work with you? And then that's how you start to weed out people who aren't serious. And then, because you already built up your reputation for yourself. Like, you see all my stuff on there? You see how much work I'm getting? I'm not going to do that for free or I'm not going to do that type of photo shoot, you know? So own it. It's part of the believing it. Even if you think that, oh my God, like I don't even have that many pictures, just post what you have, start taking pictures of yourself, like get out there. I I actually started doing that as well. Um, Las Vegas actor, Las Vegas actors. Oh man, we lost her again, but we are almost done. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here. You guys, thank you so much. Make sure to follow Priscilla. And of course, follow me as well. Always acting out podcasts, castlemonrose.com, Instagram, YouTube, Like, comment, subscribe, do all those wonderful things. And I'm going to go ahead and say thank you so much, Priscilla. I know she's gone. We did have some technical difficulties. But it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, catch you guys on the next one.